Ernesto. Miles. Episode three. Episode three, we're feeling a little bit comfy. I know, we're in sweats today, dude. In sweats. We're really letting ourselves go. Why is it so cold in Liverpool? Um, I don't know what to tell you. A lot of wind. The wind kills me. I mean, you're just a little baby. I hate the wind. You're a little West Coast, LA, LA Coast baby. Um, I really don't like rain either or mm-hmm. snow. We had snow. We had snow, and that was like a lot of fun. And Miles was a big Debbie Downer on it. Really, I really was. I was not feeling that. You were not embracing it. Um, no, sir. Not making the most of it. Mm-hmm. I was having a great time. Yeah, you're like, let's go for a walk. <laughs> I was like, let's stay out in this. Let's go camping. <laughs> so we were talking, and we thought this episode could be cool to talk about the relationship you and I have with our fathers because mm. we both have, um, to put it gently, very strained relationships. That is a very gentle way to put it. Yeah, I think we get real honest on here. I, th- You know, my relationship for with my father, at least, is like pretty much one of the main reasons I started Call Me Dada. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a way of me kind of like redirecting that trauma into something positive. Yep. Um so how do we start this? <laughs> um well <clears throat> we could kind of I mean we've connected about our relationships with our dads and like how again to put it gently strained. Yeah. Those relationships have been because like you've experienced estrangement Throughout your entire life with your dad. Until recently. Until very, very recently. I've experienced like really long periods of estrangement with my dad. And then like permanent estrangement with my dad now. Right. To the point where it feels weird even saying my dad. Oh, wow. Okay. Because he's not. He yeah, didn't yeah. show up. Like Yeah, yeah. Interesting though. That's not what he is to me. That's not the relationship. So... Let's start there. So you know your dad. Yep. You grew up with him. Mm-hmm. So walk me through that. Parents were together. They weren't together. Yeah. I love therapy. I feel like I'm back <laughs> in there. <laughs> um, Explain your trauma. Yeah. So from the moment I was born, I think my parents were like breaking up. They, um, you know, for as, as long as I can remember, they've been divorced. They have never gotten along, um, always hated each other, and I grew up kind of going back and forth to Ireland. I was born in Ireland, grew up in Ireland, and when my parents split, my mom got custody of me, and I came to England with her. Hence Liverpool. Hence Liverpool, yeah. and I mean, my mom's from Manchester anyway, um... So, we initially moved to Manchester. My mom met my, like, amazing, wonderful stepdad, Eric, who I'm, like, so lucky to have now. You love Eric. Love that guy. Yeah. That's my dad. Okay. Um, That's so cool that you had that. Yeah. I'm, like, super lucky to have that. And, I like, I do not take it for granted at all. But anyway... My relationship with my dad growing up was like he was very much on a pedestal for me. I really looked up to him. Um, I was like blind to all of his faults. Um, 
And there was many of those that, you know, <laughs> I came to light of when I was old enough to, to understand. Um, and when I was like 13, he was in rehab a lot. Um, he was an alcoholic okay. or is an alcoholic. I think that that never goes away. Well, do you know if he's still like using? I don't know anything. Anything about the guy. Love it. Yeah. I know like he's not the he's not the best. Uh but he yeah, he was an alcoholic and when I was 13 um he just stopped calling. Was that had you come out yet? Mm-mm. Oh, he just was done. Yep. Okay. He just the dad coat, he was like, let me hang this up. I want to put on a new jacket. And you haven't sp- spoken since? We have. Okay. This tea is really good. I put <laughs> <laughs> I put some like vanilla syrup in like a Yorkshire tea. Oh my God. I don't even think I know what a Yorkshire tea is. It's tea from Yorkshire. It's tea from Yorkshire. Mind blown. It's English breakfast tea. But ah. the brand is Yorkshire tea. Ah. Um, okay, anyway. so he hung up the coat. He hung up the coat. And so when I turned 18, I wrote him a letter and I told him, I basically came out to him and I told him that I was transitioning. Transitioning. Actually, that I forgot how funny this story is. Is it funny or is it sad? Well, that's a good question. Because <laughs> I always, like, translate it to humor. Yeah. But do you think that's, like, a defense mechanism? Probably, yeah. Okay. I, I'm in therapy for it, yeah. probably. <laughs> she tells me to work on that. Um, So I write him this, like, four-page letter. Wow. And I express that, like, I miss having a dad. I miss our relationship. This is what I'm going through. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. He reaches out to me on Facebook. I don't use Facebook, but I just randomly checked it one day after sending the letter. He says, um, hey, Ernie, got your letter. That's cool. Just that. That's it. Got your letter. That's cool. That's four, four, I sent him four pages. He said, got it. That's cool. That's it. That was all. Nice. So from there, I'm like. Classic. Classic dad. I'm like stoked to hear from any, uh, him anyway, and I continue talking to him over text. Eventually, we like speak on the phone. Everything is going well. I moved to New York during this time, um, and I, you know, I went to live with my ex partner. Um, and I would speak with my dad whilst I was there. Like, we'd speak on the phone sometimes. We would text here and there, and eventually. My ex-partner and I, we broke up, and, like, I was the most heartbroken that I've ever been. It was, oh. like, my first real heartbreak. Oh, we know. I'm <laughs> I moved back <laughs> to, um, well, you know my New York trope. I told you all about that period of my life. Me and that ex-partner are really good friends now, though. So Just so everyone knows. Shout out to them. Um, but anyway, we, you know, I came back home, and I was like, I don't want to be in Liverpool right now. I want to get away. I contact my dad. I say, can I come to Ireland for a little while? He says, yeah. So I go over. I book a plane ticket. It's like a five-day return trip. Um, first day, I'm there. So I get in his truck. 
the amount of anxiety I feel right now is crazy. <laughs> Have I ever told you this? I don't. Yeah, like bits and bobs, maybe. So, first day I'm there, I get in his truck. And bear in mind, like, this is his first time seeing his child since his child. I was, I was 20 at this point. Oh, so it had been like seven, eight years, something like that? Yeah, it had been eight years. Oh, wow, okay. First time seeing his child in, yeah, seven or eight years. And does he have other kids? Not that I know of. Okay. Um, so I hop in his truck, and first words. You got a lot of spots now, haven't you? Dick. Yeah. Dick. It's like, you got, like, some spots. I was like, oh. And spots hi, for people in America. Are, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, hi, Dad. It's good, really good to meet you again. Um, We make it back to his place. The He's just the same as he ever was. No, no Wi-Fi. Um, guns off the grid guy. Guns in the house, very off the grid. He's a hunter, original. And um, first day I'm there, like bear in mind, everything's been fine over the phone. Everything's been fine texting. Just drops the n bomb. Just what? Just says the n word. Like in a sentence? Yep. Like referring to someone. Yep. He was like just openly wanted to talk about being a racist person and i said hey dad why did you why did you say that (laughs) he said just to mess with you um and then the the five days were just followed by like a lot of abuse a lot of abuse towards my mom who what kind of walk me through the abuse if you want to a lot of really really uncomfortable questions about me being trans i was gonna say like a lot of transphobic stuff a lot of misgendering a lot of like calling me by the wrong name um, and do you think he did that like on purpose? I don't know. I really don't. I don't know what's going on up there with this guy. It's, it's very like hard for me to accept that fifty percent of my genetic makeup is from this guy. Do you feel as if he's like? I mean, I hate saying this word, but do you feel like he's like dumb or like so smart it's scary? Like. Neither. I think he's just got like a lot of hate in his heart. He's just a hateful man. I think so. And because you know what I mean, like sometimes people like that, they're like actually really intelligent. It's just gone awry. He knows a lot about like animals and leaves and fishing. He's just like a hateful man. I guess so. Yeah. Um, Which is funny because so are you. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's where I, maybe maybe it does make sense that fifty percent of my genetic makeup from you're him. a lot like your dad. <laughs> yeah. You're exactly like your dad. You just like hate animals. I start like, like spiraling on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, it was like followed by a slew of like really hateful things. A lot of conversations that were like xenophobic, um, transphobic, homophobic, racist, and by the fifth day, I was like, oh, my God. Like, thank fuck I'm getting out of there. He drops me off at the airport. He says, don't come back to me until you change your attitude. And I never spoke to him again. What was your attitude? Like, being not racist? Yep. Oh, were you checking him on his shit? Were you like, yo, dude, you can't say that? Oh, okay, cool. Hell yeah. So you were, like, sticking up to him. Yeah, and that's, like, really scary, you know. Yeah. being in a house with someone who has a lot of guns <laughs> and is a little bit yeah wild yeah um and he w- you know he w- he was talking a lot of shit about my mom who raised me a single mother which like I was not 
there to listen to that. Um, so yeah, that was like last time I spoke to my dad. So he has no idea like what you're up to. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? So how? So that was five years ago. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. It was I didn't know about the like racist crazy. Isn't it fucked up when you find out like you're freaking someone you're related to is racist? Hmm. Well, like racist. Like it feels so crazy. I I don't have any relatives who are racist, but mm. I f- I could imagine it's like really weird. Yeah, it's like super uncomfortable. It's like it's heartbreaking, really. Yeah, because like, it's just so ignorant. It, it's frustrating. It's like painful, and like a lot of people can relate to it, though. Like, I'm not saying like "woe is me." It's so hard for me, but mm-hmm. like, it 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 is just like viscerally like oh, it yeah. hurts to hear. So, have you ever wanted to reach back out? Well, we've talked about this whilst you were here. Yeah. I have a lot of questions for him. And, like, what? Well, you're my best friend, and you're a dad. Mm -hmm. And I see your relationship with Maxime, and I, like, we've talked many a time about, like, our frustrations with, like, our dad's estrangement. Mm -hmm. Um... And how, like, you could never, ever, ever envision oh, doing no. that. Fuck no. Like, I'm from the same vein of, like, that would haunt me for the rest of my life. I think it does haunt them, though. From my experience. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad. I mean, we'll get into that later mm-hmm. in this episode. But, you know, I could tell my dad is, like, pretty haunted by it. Yeah. Like, he's pretty, like, ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that as men of that generation there's this like stupid like you know don't talk about your feelings like don't you know like they just wear this like mask all the time and it gets to a point where it's been so long i think that they can't break the ice Mm -hmm. which which in all reality is like some some real like wiener shit like you know, it's your kid, dude. Like that's some weenie hut junior shit. For yeah, sure. like get fucking grow up. But, <laughs> yeah. but I think there is something to say for like you live this truth for so long that you get stuck in it. And mm-hmm. I think for my father, at least, I think he just got stuck in the bullshit of it, and yeah. he, he couldn't get himself out. Well, let's let's get to that because that's a little bit more of a like uplifting story, I would say. No, I don't think so. No? <laughs> I mean. It's at least in, like, a uh, more comfortable spot than than mine is, I guess. Yeah, I would say I'm pretty comfortable with it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, when you've kind of spoke about it before, we've, you've, like, lightly mentioned it mm-hmm. um, in, you know, videos that we've posted. You, from the moment you were born, your dad was not present. Gone. Mm-hmm. Gone with the wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never knew my dad mm-hmm. at all. Um, I knew his name, and I had, but I had no idea what he looked like. I didn't have a photo of him. Mm-hmm. Nothing. He did pay child support, so like I was aware of his like existence, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, nada. So, do you remember the first time you asked your mom about your dad, or do you remember when she first mentioned him? 
Um, I remember being quite young, like maybe four or five. Mm-hmm. And like we had to do this this homework assignment. It was like kindergarten. I don't know what you guys call it, but it's like when you're five. Yeah. Like the first year of school. And um, we had to do this assignment where we had to like make a picture of our family. Mm. And I grew up in a na- – at that time we were living in a part of California that's like very like blue collar, like super religious. So everyone had these like very nuclear families. And I remember very distinctly like not feeling like the same. Mm -hmm. So I, man, I made this like elaborate thing of like my mom, my dad, I made my dad kind of look like my uncle with like five o'clock shadow. I remember like drawing in the five o'clock shadow and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I based him off my uncle Todd. And when I had a brother who was in the military, um, which is so weird. <laughs> like, I don't know where I got that You just from. made that up? I made it up. Oh, amazing. And then I think I had a sister in college or something who I based off of, like, you know, this is, like, the 90s. So it's, like, everyone, like, looked like Gwen Stefani or something, you know, in my mind. I wish people still looked like that now. Honestly, same. Um, Number one crush. Anyway. Ra- oh, yeah? Yeah. Numero uno? Numero uno, young Gwen Stefani. Wow. You know that. I've got like a big poster of her in my living room. I didn't know it was your number one. Numero uno. That's anyway. cool. Um, anyway, so I drew this like elaborate thing. Um, I think I had like a dog too. At this point, <laughs> my mom and I were living in just like a one bedroom apartment that like leaked when it rained. Like mm. my life did not look like this. Yeah. Um, and I remember like the teacher like says something to my mom she's like wow i didn't ha- realize you had such like a big family because my mom was like i think she was like 34 at the time it's like mm-hmm. how do you have like a son in the military already <laughs> like mm-hmm. and my mom was like what the fuck like this is not <laughs> true miriam's like why is he all of a sudden lying yeah i was just lying mm-hmm. and so she told me she like she handled me like really gently, but my mom like cried and she's like, why did you do this? Yeah. And it was the first time I really remember feeling like I was different. Yeah. Like I didn't have a dad. I'm different. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, I really like wore fatherlessness as like a badge. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just mm-hmm. like tough about it. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck you. You have no idea what it's like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels really like. Especially when you grow up in a neighborhood that's, like, blue-collar, really religious. Well, then it's, like, so from there, we moved to New Mexico for two years. Mm-hmm. And we lived in, like, kind of, like, a rough part of town. And um, my mom had this, like, boyfriend who was, like, super abusive. And I remember that was, like, the second time I can remember, like, really, like, wanting a dad. Mm. So, like, I asked this dude... I'm not going to name him because I just, like, cannot stand him. Mm -hmm. He's not in our lives anymore. But, like, good. I remember asking him if he would be my dad, and he said yes. And then, like, very shortly after, he, like, did some – I'm not going to say it because it's going to upset my mom. But, like, he did some fucked up shit that, like, scarred me the rest of my life. Um, Like, really, really bad. And – You know, it was that moment, because at this point I was, like, seven or eight. I was, like, Mm -hmm. a bit more cognitive. That's, like, I remember the moment where I was, like, I don't have a dad. I'll never have a dad. And I'm going to, like, make you know that I don't need you. Mm -hmm. It was weird. It was, like, this huge, like, independent, like, 
fuck you. Like, get out of my way. That's like where all that energy came from. Mm -hmm. And I lived with that kind of energy until Max was born. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Until my daughter was born, honestly. Yeah. I, well, I feel like I haven't seen that energy in you for as long as I've known you. Well, I had to like get it out. Yeah. Cause it was, it was bad. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a big thing about growing up without a dad is like, you're really angry. Yeah. You know, I don't think that like, now that I look back, like in hindsight mm. and like, now that I like, I know my dad, mm. I don't think his intention was to fuck up my life. I, I don't. I did when I was younger. Yeah. Like I, you know, man, like I planned on like finding him. Like I was gnarly. <laughs> I was down. I was like, I'm going to get this guy. I can see it. Yeah. And, I can um, see you doing it. I like, I hated him. Mm. It's and it's weird because you know like I I had so much hate in my heart for like essentially like a ghost, mm -hmm. like I didn't know what he looked like, I didn't know anything about him. Yeah, but I hated him. Mm -hmm. Fucking wanted to just like wring his neck. Yeah, but now that like we've met and we've talked, you know I I didn't see that man. I didn't see a guy who was like, oh yeah, like let me let me fuck this kid up. I saw a guy who was like scared and had gotten into a situation that he didn't know how to get out of. Well, we have to switch the camera again, but let's get into that when we come back. Okay. Um, cause and now, it is a time very for our sponsors. It's a very recent thing that you've... It is a very recent thing, yeah. Yeah, and you'll hear about it now. Okay, I'm going to reset this. And now we can get into the nitty-gritty, the fun part, actually. I think, like, the... The part that I didn't expect in your narrative, to be honest with you. I mean, I never expected it either. Mm -hmm. So we got it. We have to take it back, though. So. All right. So I grow up. No dad. Mm -hmm. My teen years were just like gnarly, mm -hmm. super angry kid, like involved with like all the wrong shit. Just the classic, like doesn't have a dad. Crap. My mm -hmm. mom killed it and like made sure I never like. You know, I never went to jail or anything, but, like, there's a lot of statistics about boys without dads, and, like, I was very much, like, an at-risk youth because mm -hmm. of it. Um, I wasn't as bad as some of my friends, but, like, you know, I was bad. Yeah. And, um, anyways, so time goes on. I moved to New York. I'm 19. Um, I moved to New York. I immediately start modeling. And I always had this like weird daydream that like when I turned 18, my dad would hit me up and be like, all right, you're out of your mom's house. Now we could have a relationship. Cause I always just figured like he hated my mom. Right. Like that was the problem. Mm -hmm. And my mom and I, you know, at this point in my life, like we didn't really get along. Like we were always close and we talked a lot, but we just like always were butting heads. Just clashing. Clashing. Yeah. Cause she was like trying her best to make sure I didn't like end up in jail. I was trying my best to end up in jail. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, it, it was just, like, we were clashing a lot. Um, anyways, moved to New York, started modeling. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. He never hit me up. So I was like, all right. So I started moving on with my life, or I'm trying to, you know? Like, modeling was exciting. You know, I stopped doing, like, I stopped doing illegal stuff when I moved to New York. Like, I made a vow. I was like, I'm not going to do anything illegal anymore. Nice. Mostly because I was, like, scared of New York. Right, okay. Like, I was scared of the people of New York. Mm -hmm. Like, it was different. Like, like crime and, like, 
bad stuff in LA. Like I knew it. Like mm-hmm. I knew the people. Like mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm. It's fine. I'm just like this weird Jewish kid who like knows all these people. <laughs> yep. In New York, though, I was like, man, there are people out here who will just like axe you. Yep. So I stopped doing crime. Um, started modeling. I also had this like weird thing where I was like. I do anything bad my modeling career will go down the drain <laughs> like i was like i was always like very sp- superstitious i still am you are yeah um so anyways s- that starts up mm-hmm. a couple years go by doing really well modeling you know like have a nice apartment my mom's good um mm-hmm. everything's chilling yeah and I, I i reached out to my mom and i was like i think i was 22 and i was like mom i'm ready to talk to my dad yep it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why are you doing this? And I was like, I need to do it. I'm going to find him. My mom ends up finding him. Okay. My mom found him. He used to make model airplanes. And he was like part of this like club that made model airplanes. Mm-hmm. And my mom just being like, I guess just a, a mom. Yeah. Like found this dude on the internet. And like it was my dad found his phone number called him mm-hmm. was like your son's about to call you gave me the number i went outside with like my old friend and i was like yo i'm about to call my dad and he was like i'll sit with you i got you okay um said friend also had like lots of daddy issues and so we sat there i called him my dad answers he goes hi miles uh-huh <laughs> and i was like <laughs> hey man like what's up mm-hmm. and he was like immediately like he was super like cold and i was just like look man i have some questions for you like you're not my dad i don't need a dad i just i have some questions right and he's like all right i'll answer your questions i was like do you have other kids and he was like i'm not answering that (laughs) like off top was just like no i'm not talking to you about that and then um you know i asked him some more stuff and he's like you weren't born under good circumstances. And he was like very that, right? Like very negative. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really remember how the rest of the phone call went, but like it was a lot of that. It was like me asking him something, him being a dick, me asking him something, him being a dick to the point where like I had just had enough. Mm-hmm. And he was like, if you ever come to Idaho, we're going to have a problem. He lives in Idaho. And I was like, you know, I cussed him out. I was like, motherfucker, I'm never coming to Idaho. I don't go to Idaho. Fuck Idaho. Like, you're, a, you know, just being, like, gnarly. I just chewed him out. Well, it's like, you know, we speak. We spoke in a previous episode of, like, a shaken, fizzy drink. Yeah. Where you just, like, all of this for, like, how old were you at the time? 22. 22 yeah. So it's, like, 22, 22 years, years of, of just, like, shaking up. And then yeah. on that phone call, it's, like... Well, I also, like, used to be a person and still can be that, like, I do blow up. Mm-hmm. So he just, he went too far. Like, he said something about my mom or something, and I mm-hmm. just was like, mm-mm, mm-hmm. not having it. Yeah. So, like, I let him have it. He was like, and I and I, I hung up on him. Mm. That was it. I was like, all right, all right. You know what? This dude actually hates me, and it's done. And then now I know. Yeah. So... From that day on, I was like, my dad wants nothing to do with me. He never will. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know what I did. I didn't do, you know, I didn't do that much. But, like, fuck this dude. Yeah. I'm done. Mm-hmm. So six months goes by. 
I think this is around the time like my mental illness started coming into play because it, it comes later in life. Mm-hmm. So I'm like 23 at this point, and I like I don't know what happened. Oh, I remember. I remember. <laughs> this is like it's it's hard to remember this stuff. That's what that's what trauma does to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you You're like, well, like buddy, everything. that's called trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my friend had passed away. He overdosed on heroin. Mm-hmm. Um. And at this point in my life, my friends and I had lost a lot of friends. Like, it wasn't really that crazy for okay. someone to die. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a kid. And for some reason, his death, this sounds crazy when I say it like this, but, like, obviously death is sad and, like, all this stuff. But for some reason, his death, like, hit me really hard. Okay. Like, I just, I couldn't talk. Like, I was crying all the time. Like, mm-hmm. and we weren't, like, crazy close. It was just, like, something about him dying and having a kid and, like, the mess of it all after having talked to my dad. Like, it just hit me, like, a ton of bricks. Yeah. And I just wasn't doing okay. Yeah. I was like, man, this kid just died of heroin. He has, like, a six-month-old baby. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the last time I had seen him was in high school, and he was, like, such a happy guy, and I, I just couldn't deal. Mm-hmm. So I call my mom. I'm like, I'm going to call my dad again. And my mom's like, why? Like, why would you do that to yourself? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just want to do it. And I was self-destructing, like, big time. Yeah. Like, I wanted to get into it. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's go. Mm-hmm. I want to call him. I want to freaking chew him out. I mm-hmm. want to get into it. Yeah. I, I was fully self-destructing. Mm. And that was kind of like the biggest self-destruct you can do is like, let's call this person who hates you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like drunk. I was like, let's just go for it. That sounds like a really good idea. Yeah, it was such a sick idea, man. Yeah. So my mom's like, no, 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 no. My girlfriend at the time was like, do not do this. Like, mm-hmm. you are self-destructing. Mm-hmm. Like, please stop this. Like, they were, like, calling me nonstop. I'm, like, blocking their phone numbers. <laughs> I'm, like, get the fuck away from me. I'm calling my dad. Like, yeah. I'm going to do this. Yep. So I'm all, I'm all fucked up. I'm blocking everyone. I'm, mm-hmm. like, crying. My homie just died. Yep. All this stuff. And I call my dad. And I'm like, what's up? <laughs> he's like, it's <laughs> like, why are you calling here? And, like. Boom, I'm just ready, dude. I'm a pit bull. Mm-hmm. And we just get into it big. Mm-hmm. He's like, how dare you call me again? I told you not to call me anymore. You're harassing me. And I was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was just like, man, I'm not harassing you. You haven't even seen what harassment is. I yep. was like threatening him. I was like, yep. I'm going to come to your house. <laughs> just getting gnarly, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we have this argument. I, I, I don't, It's not even a conversation. It's an argument. And like, he's like, don't call here again. And I'm like. You like I'm like I would never call you again. Yeah. Hang up. I get a call the next morning from my mom. Mm-hmm. I had un you know I had unblocked her at this point. Thank God. <sighs> I get a call from my mom and she's tripping mm-hmm. like she is freaking out. Mm-hmm. I'm like yo 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 what's wrong what's wrong? She's like the cops just called me and I'm like honestly in my head I'm like what did one of my dumb friends do now? You know what I mean? Like, and why did they call me? Like, I'm not bailing you out. And my mom's like, your dad called the cops on you. He's pressing charges. And I was like, pressing charge. I started laughing. I was like, pressing charges against what? I've never Mm -hmm. even met this dude. Mm -hmm. 
And she's like, you have to call the police department. Like, are they going to keep calling me? And I was like, Phew. I call the police department. Right. I am so cocky on the phone. I'm like, man, they got, got they can't get to me. I'm in New York. Like, it's across their jurisdiction. I didn't even do like I'm just a dick. Mm-hmm. Like what I so the cop answers. He's like, uh, hello. I forget his name now, but it was like officer or whatever. Super nice guy. Mm. And I was like, what's up, fool? I think I call him fool. I was like, what's up, fool? What do you want? And he was like you know, your, your father called me. Um, he wants to press charges. And I was Mm -hmm. like, fuck you. And my dad, I was like, fuck, fuck you. And he was like, no, 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 hear me out. I was like, no man, like press charges. Then like, I don't give, I don't care. Like I'm never coming there. You can't catch me. Like you could put all this on tape. I don't care. (laughs) And he's like, no, stop dude. Like, please listen. And I was like, what? And he's like, your father called me to press charges. He wants to say that you're harassing him. Right. Or press charges maybe like too far. I don't know. Something like that. Okay. Um, he wants a police officer to tell you that you have to stop calling. Mm-hmm. If if you show up in Idaho, technically, because of this, like I can take you in. Okay. And I was like, Well, I already told you I'm not coming to Idaho. Whatever. Yeah. And he's like, But I wanna tell you that I'm a father. And I was like, so? And he's like, I can't. He's like, you're listen to me. He's like, I'm a dad. I have a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine treating my kid this way. And then I, I calmed down. Yeah. And um, I was like, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I think it takes tremendous. Like, he, like, started complimenting me. He's like, I think it takes, like, tremendous courage to, like, contact your father, da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just have something to tell you before we hang up. He's like, look, you're not in trouble. I would never arrest you. I would never even take you in. Like, for th- like, this is silly. I was like, well, also, it would never hold up in court. He's like, no, it wouldn't. Anyways, so he's like, you have two sisters. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, your dad was remarried, like, three, four years after you were born. And they have two kids. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're 16 and 13. Right. They're too young for you to contact. That mm-hmm. would be illegal. I was like, yeah, I would never do that. And there, he's like, but when they're of age, promise me that you'll contact them. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we hung up, and I was just, I was floored. Like here, I was this like single kid, single child, single mother. All of a sudden, I have, I have siblings, mm-hmm. and my mom was like, they know you exist. His wife knows you exist. Like they're that whole family is crooked, right? So I sat there for 10 years just being like, mm-hmm. you know, ex-girlfriends would be like, contact your sisters. They don't know you exist. Like, if I had a brother like you, I'd be so excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then. <laughs> and then fast forward. Fast forward to six months ago, five months ago. Five or six months ago, I came to L.A. Mm-hmm. And stayed with you and your partner, Max. And it was like the week after the after the week I'd been there, I'd left. Your partner had left with Max to go to New Zealand. For oh, yeah, they wedding. went on a trip, right, yeah. They went on a trip. You were on your own, left to your own devices. <laughs> <laughs> Always smart. <laughs> and, and you were like, I've reached out to my two sisters. Yeah, it was time. So I... 
you know, it kind of came to me before I was like falling asleep one night. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done waiting. I'm done. I'm just done. Mm-hmm. And so I hit up my oldest sister on Facebook mm-hmm. and on Instagram. Um, my older sister, Donna, shout out Donna. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, my name is Miles Philip Garber. Um, I'm your brother. I have all the proof because I do. Mm-hmm. I have like all the stuff, all the documents. Yeah. I was like, if you want it, um, you know, I don't want anything from you. Um, I just wanted you to let you know I exist. The rest is up to you. Mm-hmm. And I woke up that night at like, man, it was like two in the morning. Mm. Cause you know, I wake up all the time and I woke up and she had, I left her my phone number and my email and she had texted me like this much in a group chat with our other sister, Mary. Wow. She's like, Hey, I just talked to dad. He told me everything's like, this is all true. And da, 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 da. And I like, you know, I was like, Whoa, I did it. I did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they know I'm here. Mm-hmm. And the next couple of days were insane. Like, you know, my dad was, I guess like kind of upset, but also, I mean, we could get into that too, but mm-hmm. You know, them calling me being like, you know, we never knew you existed. Like, this is insane. Like, we have a brother. Me being like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, what are you sorry about? Yeah. You know, and then I was like, you know, what if I came out? What if I came out to see you? Um, And they were like, you know, we'd love that. And then I get a text from my dad. And um, I tell my dad, I'm like, I don't want anything from you. I don't want to talk to you. Like, I was really mean. Mm. My dad was like, I just want to let bygones be bygones. And in that moment, and I think a lot of people have said to me, they're like, man, you know, how could you forgive this guy? And mm. how dare how dare him? And like, you're so cool. And he doesn't deserve you. Yeah. I, I let it go. Yeah. And you know what? I said, dude, I'd love to have a relationship with you. I'd love for my daughter to have a relationship with you. Mm. What is the point of passing this shit on? Yeah. Like, what is the point of telling Max, like, oh, yeah, your grandfather's an asshole? Like, why? Maybe he's not an asshole to her. Yeah. And so since then, I've gone to Idaho. Mm -hmm. I met my sisters who, as you know, I talk to my sisters like every day almost. Um, One of my sisters actually just had a baby. So I'm an uncle for the first time, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But my dad and I, you know, like we met and we had a conversation like between us mm-hmm. that I'm going to keep between us. That was like really good. Yeah. And we decided to let bygones be bygones. And you know, I, my dad texted me the other day about London, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I wouldn't say we're like as close as thieves, but like, we're cool. We're cool. Well, you're pacing it. We're you're I, taking it slow. I mean, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. But like the important thing is like that relationship that you was striving for like all your life or like that caused you so much pain is like it's it's cool now it's okay yeah and like you're not wearing that badge of like i'm fatherless anymore well it's yeah and it's funny sometimes because people like ask me about my parents as one does and i'm mm-hmm. always like oh yeah my mom's a single mother and my dad lives in idaho like yeah. i have to like catch it you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> or they'll be like Oh, did you grow up with siblings? And I'm like, no, I'm an only, I didn't grow up with my sisters. Um, they live in Idaho. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's funny. I have to like redirect that narrative now. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think that, 
I don't know. I've seen a big difference in you as a person since you, like... I'm kind of a mushed about my sisters, though. You're what? Like, I'm a bit of a, like, a mush about them. Yeah, like, you, you I love feel like, your sisters yeah, so Yeah, I'm, much. like, really, I'm kind of obsessed with them. Yeah. I, re- I remember... I don't know if they know that. Donna's gonna watch this, probably, and be like, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be right. <laughs> but, look, no, I, I remember when you went out to see them and how nervous you were and, like, how nervous you were every time you received a text from them. Yeah. Like, you really, really wanted to make it work with them. Yeah, of course, but you know at the same time like their lives were like turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had to go in like for me this was about them. Yeah. It wasn't about me, it wasn't about my dad, it mm-hmm. was about them. Yeah. They are the ones that deserve to know. Yeah. Like me and my dad have our thing. Like you know like we had our thing, like we had like you know, my dad even put it very beautifully. Like, I grew up so differently than my sisters did. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's not to say I'm better than them because I'm not at all. But, like, he's just, like, they've never, like, experienced stuff like this. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, whether it's true, whether they feel it's true or they don't feel it's true. Like, for me, this was just so, I just wanted them to be in charge. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to decide. Because it's not up to my dad and I whether they want a relationship with me or not. Yeah. It's up to them. Yeah. And they decided to have one with me. And, I mean, obviously, I was, like, so stoked. Yeah. And now it's, like, funny. Like, because I've never had the sibling thing. Mm-hmm. Like, man, my sisters rag on me so hard. And I'm always like, man, do they, like... Are they like being mean? I'm, and they're like, no, we're your sisters. And they're my little sisters too. So it's like even more yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. No, it's 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 been super nice to see that with you. And like, I think, dude, like we're going to have to wrap up now because we've only got like a couple minutes left. But I think that like the connection that people have when they have like daddy issues i guess like strained relationships with fathers or no relationship at all it can be really healing and like i i'm almost like thankful that things panned out the the way that they did even though like i'm carrying around a lot of trauma (laughs) and i'm (laughs) unpacking a lot in therapy yeah because like you know it wouldn't have opened me up to experiences and people that i have in my life now and i think that like call me dada is so precious to me Mm -hmm. because it's so healing for me yeah that's awesome yeah i mean the last thing i'll say before we we go because i know we have to go soon but Mm -hmm. i realized that carrying this hate around i i asked myself what kind of dad am i Mm -hmm. and that's also why i did this for max and now it's cool because like my nephew and max will just grow up as cousins yeah just totally normal yeah they are just going to be like, oh, yeah, my cousin in Idaho. None the wiser. They'll have, n- yeah, none the wiser. Also, Max gets to go, like, play in the snow. <sighs> she gets to go to Idaho. I don't like the snow. <laughs> um, All right, man. Well, yeah, what a fun episode. This one flew by. Yeah, I know. Um, Yeah, what more is there could s- to say? I feel like we should high-five at the end of every episode. Every episode? <laughs> it's kind of cringe, but I'll go with it. All right, shalom. Okay, goodbye. <laughs>